This is Pursuing Wholeness. What's up, y'all? It's Sean with Pursuing Holiness Podcast. And I guess we already told y'all at the beginning who we were, but just in case you forgot, it's Veronica and Sean, or Sean and Veronica, however you want to do it. Yeah, it's all good. I don't feel slighted if my name doesn't come first. Trust me. <laughs> well, it's a blessing to be here. We um We went through another week, and it's just like, we keep on going. Just keep going, keep going. Um, if anybody's listening to this in like 2025 when life is normal again, um, speaking in faith, 2020 was a challenging year for a lot of us. Um, mm-hmm. uh, pretty much everybody. There was something, I'm sure, there has been something this year that's challenged everybody in a right. significant way. Yeah, guaranteed. It's like 2020 was like, well, if this don't get you, well, how about this? Well, let me come from that angle. And what about that angle? Mm-hmm. So there's there's been something for everybody. Um, we all going to come out of 2020 stronger. Yeah. So. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, yes, it's a, it's a, I'm grateful for another week. It's been a good week. I um I actually did a panel this morning. I participated in a panel for caregivers. Um, some of you may know I'm an attorney. And I handle estate planning matters. And I also recently have um, gotten more into special needs planning and just helping people who are caring for loved ones to make sure they have the documents in place to um, take care of their loved ones, guardianships, conservatorships, all those things. So had a chance to participate in the panel this morning um, focusing on caregivers. And it was hosted by one of our local Alpha Kappa Alpha Sorority Incorporated chapters. Um, and it was called Caring for the Caregivers. And um, it was good. It was good and refreshing. It was it was inspiring for me um, just to hear the stories of people who are caring for loved ones and and just, you know, the the challenges that they face where you know, you have your own life, you're doing your own thing, and then one day you're called upon to care for somebody else. Mm-hmm. And um, to hear the stories was, um, you know, it's, it's kind of like grounding and it's also inspiring just to hear how um, caregiving has been a blessing to many and how it's um, stretched them in ways that they never um, imagined themselves being stretched. And like one woman mentioned how, once you you're stretched in that way, you're going to have everything you need. You may feel like you could mm-hmm. never do it, but once that opportunity comes, then if you just trust and have faith in God, have faith in what He's put in you, then you'll have everything you need to handle the situations you encounter. Mm-hmm. So that was a good way to kind of start my Saturday off. Kind of well, midday Saturday. It wasn't really a start, but um, it was midday. And it and it inspired our conversation for today, where we wanted to talk about self care, caring for your own self. Mm-hmm. 
And um, the reason why that comes up in the context of the panel I participated in this morning is because one of the biggest takeaways that um, we had from the program is that as a caregiver, you must first care for yourself. Like they say when you are on an airplane and they're, they're giving you the safety instructions, put your own mask on first. If you're ever mm-hmm. in a situation where those masks drop down from the from the compartment. Because you can't be a blessing to anybody else if you aren't in a good position yourself. Mm-hmm. So that's what Sean and I wanted to talk about today. Um, not just in the caregiving context, uh, um, even though that's very essential. Um, one thing I will say, they mentioned a statistic today that 67% of caregivers um, pass away prematurely. Mm-hmm. So it's 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 like being a caregiver, a caregiver is so taxing in some ways that it takes life, it takes years away from the lives of people who are in those positions, and I and a lot of it is because you're pouring into somebody else so much that you don't have time to pour into yourself, mm-hmm. and that's um, what Sean and I want to talk about today is just the importance of taking care of your own self, taking care of your body mm-hmm. so that you can be your best self and be here to provide support to others and just live your life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, so important. Um, and, um, um, before I say what I was going to say, y'all, please uh, make sure that you share this episode, make sure you share, 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 you know, thank you for our faithful listeners. Uh, if you could share it with at least one person or more is even great. Um, we would appreciate, appreciate, appreciate your share. And if you're interested in supporting, um, we all we always welcome your support too. Um, He's talking about financial support. Yeah, yeah, that's what I that's what I'm talking about. Because basically, and I'm not, we're not going to just hold you with this, but in a nutshell, it costs money to host, and of course, you know, for the equipment and all that kind of stuff. So, you know, your we um we actually have um. Um, a Patreon account, patreon.com forward slash um, B2B health wholeness. And um, your your monthly contribution of even as small as one um, Frappuccino, $5 um, a month would um, be appreciated. You don't need the Frappuccino anyway. We're talking about self-care and, and that's not a part of your self-care plan. Or you can get <laughs> your Frappuccino and support us. Yeah, th- yeah, that too, that too. <laughs> Um, <clears throat> but yeah, anyway, so, so I'll leave that alone for now. Um, but yeah, um, it's so, so important, especially in today's world, just to really think about self-care, you know, obviously, um, if you listen to this podcast, you probably do know about, um, the other, um, podcast that I have called your health at the crossroads, where we talk about pretty much purely health topics we kind of started this podcast on that podcast before we branched out um but anyway um yeah you know this body that that we have the body that you have that you're using to listen to this podcast is the one you got and um in our culture you know it's such a and i'm not totally opposed to it but it needs balance the whole grind culture we're real big on grinding and then you know my wife was mentioning this stuff about caregiving People like really, really going hard and, and constantly being depleted, 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 depleted. And um, I mean, I'll even say myself, like, 
you know, at the time of recording this podcast, like this time period has actually been pretty rough. I mean, um, like, you know, I say time period, I'm talking about like the past probably month or so in particular. So we've all endured a lot of changes, you know, during this pandemic. Um, but anyhow, like at the beginning of all this stuff, I started a different work shift. I used to work regular shift and I've been working, um, swing shift for, um, several months now. And, um, which has me getting home late, but like, um, especially these past few weeks, you know, I get home, don't go to bed until about midnight every night, get up, you know, six o'clock, you know, six, six thirty. or I try, or I try to, you know, every morning. Sean, he has his alarm clock start going off at six and then he get up about six forty five. Yeah. I admit it goes off like it, Every 15 minutes. Oh, every 15 minutes. Right. Yeah. Um, because I'm struggling, you know, but then also in this, in this same time period, this month time period, our, um, one year old has been getting up a lot. And my wife and I determined a while ago that I would be the one to go in there because for some reason, when my wife goes in there to kind of get her to relax, then she, she, she she goes, um, ham as people, (laughs) as people like to say. She demands everything of me. And it's like, if she don't get it exactly, exactly what she wants and she'd be wanting to go out with me. Like I see her, she'll be pointing at the door. Don't know what she talking about. Trying to leave late at night. But when Sean goes in there and she sees his silhouette in the doorway, she -hmm. immediately lays down and you don't hear anything from her. Yeah. She, she immediately goes back to sleep. She just flops back down and goes to sleep. You know, cause she, <laughs> she know that, oh, well, yeah, there ain't no chance I'm getting anything from daddy at this time. Let me just go ahead and flop myself down <laughs> and act like I was never awake. Um, but yeah, anyway, the reason why I mentioned that about her is because recently she's been getting up. I mean, sometimes she doesn't, but then it's like several, several days a week she gets up sometimes multiple times in the night and like, I'm a light sleeper y'all. And so already not getting a lot of sleep and um and then she's waking up it's breaking my sleep up a lot and it's hard for me to go back to sleep it's really been just really really affecting me to the point that this week i was like very very sleepy a few days it was like almost uncontrollable i never experienced sleepiness quite like this and um it just kind of makes me think man i'm worn out but then you still got kids who during the day um you know, require a lot of attention and other responsibilities still got work. And like, so, you know, my wife talking about us talking about self care. I mean, it's definitely on point for me because, um, I know that me personally, like I go hard. I don't think I go as hard as a lot of people, but I mean, I go hard enough and you just kind of see, especially during this time period where we've been restricted somewhat, you know, you have to, you know, you don't have anybody necessary to keep your kids all the time. And, you know, you don't really get a chance to relax. Yeah. You know, it's just been especially hard. So I think that I know with me, I've had to make a very, very, very concerted, um, direct effort to kind of be like, OK, enough is enough. I got to get my sleep. I got to stop playing because um, your body requires sleep for optimal health, you know. So I, I kind of leave my spot there. Let you come in. Yeah, even with Sean talking about sleep and the and the importance of sleep, um, we were talking earlier about how not getting enough sleep affects your whole body. 
Mm-hmm. It doesn't just make you feel tired, but it actually affects your digestive system. It affects your mental um, state, your 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 um, mental health, and your your mood. Your mood. That. It affects that. It affects your um, just your whole body. Like we're talking about aches and pains that you get mm-hmm. when you don't get enough sleep. It's like it really is a multi systemic thing, and. And it's not something that, oh, I'm just tired now, I'll be okay. It can have long-term permanent effects on your body. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, we really have to prioritize self-care on a daily basis. Uh, that's something that I, I haven't been doing a great job with. And um, I got to do better. You know, it's like, um, you know, you might say, well, I'm just going to do this one thing today. And that one thing today turns into another thing tomorrow and then another thing the next day. And next thing you know is daily, you know, bad habits. And we only have one body. Mm-hmm. Like, I think about that. I, um, you know, even with um, the caregiver panel today, when you hear about some of the ailments that people are experiencing, um, some of them perhaps may not be as severe if the person taking better care of their bodies in their younger years. And I don't say that to shame anybody because mm-hmm. I'm, that was convicting to me. It's like the way you're treating your body, the way, the amount of sleep you're getting, the food you're putting into it, the amount of stress sometimes that I'm under, you know, as an attorney and doing different things with my cases, that's, that's like everything is a ding against your future health. Right. And um, another thing that was kind of a wake up call for me was um, the 50 year in the practice celebration that we had for the Making Bar Association. I'm the um, president this year and um, we were in the process of putting the the program together, which took place on Friday. And, um, you know, you you hear about the various attorneys who've practiced law for 50 years and some of them are in good health. Some of them are not. And, um, you know, it's just like, it just helps you to see that you see some of the things like you're kind of making good deposits or you either, you either making deposits or you're making, um, withdrawals withdrawals from your health. You know, as attorneys, we're tempted to work long hours and to have a lot of stress and not maybe taking enough time for vacations and things like that. But those are withdrawals from your future health and there's some attorneys you see them they're still running and exercising and going on adventure trips you know in their 50th year practicing law that means that they're they're at least 70 more than likely 72 74 mm-hmm. i can't i was i can't remember how old i was when i graduated law school but uh Probably maybe 24 25 yeah so they're like 75 and you just see the range of health um It's like, where do you want to be? There's some things we just can't control. That's true. But there's a whole lot we can't control. And so um, we got to do it. Like, And Sean mentioned how with this pandemic, um, caregiving, whether you're caring for your children or caring for uh, um, a disabled family member, an older parent, a parent, um, it's, it's, it's a little bit more taxing during this period because... You might not have as many people to help you as you used to have had, or you may feel uncomfortable with um, utilizing the the other 
respite opportunities that you may have utilized before. Mm-hmm. Um, even just like with us, with the kids, like our oldest this this afternoon, she was saying the coronavirus is so boring. It's so boring. And um, it just it takes a lot more to get out the house and do things with the current circumstance. Whereas before we might have been going to the library, the park and the museums and just all these different places you went without even thinking about it. But now you have to consider, okay, what precautions are we going to take? Do we feel comfortable here? Are there going to be too many people there? And all those decisions are taxing Mm -hmm. and it's easy. um, I know for us, like at the beginning, it was funny. We were talking about this earlier, like how everybody was like, are we going to be able to have to um, go back to church for Easter? You know, way back in April, we were wondering if we were going to be back in church by April. And some, some churches were, but a lot of them are still not in church. And so just to um, be reminded of how we kind of had this, this, like at our family, we had like this bunker down mentality. Like, okay, let's just be very conscious about how we're let's just be very you know stay at home as much as possible um just you know let's just hang stick this thing out for the next month the next two months and then the two months turn to three into four into five and it's like we've kind of still been in this hunker down mentality in a sense and that's taxing like you can do Mm -hmm. it for a month or two but like if you're doing it for eight months you're still like in this restricted way of living it's that's taxing on the body and so I think that now is the time for us I know I'm thinking for us like you and I it's a time for us to um evaluate and see okay what can we do what things can we do differently to take the load off of ourselves and not wear ourselves down mm-hmm. as much during this time mm-hmm. yeah yeah, exactly. Because, um, you know, we've made a couple of adjustments, you know, in regard mm-hmm. to like, you know, we do a couple of things with the kids here and there. Like my wife has managed to, you know, do stuff like take them to the park a little bit. And, um, you know, I think y'all swung by the library, but you mm-hmm. having to get to y'all call in advance or whatever. What do y'all do? We actually, we, uh, me and the oldest, we went to the library and just okay. kind of did a quick book like we didn't hang out and mm-hmm. do story time like we usually would but we went and got some books and it, it you know it, it felt good it was just a normal library so everybody mm-hmm. had on masks mm-hmm. so yeah we just had to be willing to be you know to, to be cool with just kind of like do, doing what we can you know that'll kind of help us to branch out a bit um but yeah we have to get the self-care in no matter how difficult it seems that it would be to to do that like again with me going back to my my being exhausted like I was like 11 o'clock absolute latest I can't get to bed after that I can't I can't and I know what it feels like whenever I you know when I get home and I'm like I said you know previously yeah I'm gonna get home and I'm gonna you know, go to bed at X time, but then I get home and I'm just kind of like, you know, of course my wife and I, we talk and whatnot. And I might, I might even pull up my tablet and, 
check Instagram real quick and you know. It's like you just want to be able to chill. Right, cause cause that is the thing. It's like when you when you get home from work, like you do kind of want to sit down. You don't. What's the fun in going right to bed? You know. But then the thing is, it's like then whenever I go to bed and then I'm trying to go to sleep and then all of a sudden my my one year old start yelling out, "What a terrible feeling! <laughs> what a terrible feeling!" It's like. Lord, I just want to get some sleep, man. You immediately start counting like there's no way. Right, right, right. You count the <laughs> there's hours. There's no way I'm gonna get enough sleep. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly. And um, like I said, I'm a light sleeper, so it's kind of hard for me to get to sleep sometimes. Anyway, but um, I was like eleven o'clock, and then another thing I'm gonna do is um, we're gonna have to make some adjustments here and there to accommodate for this. But I'm gonna stop using my alarm clock in the mornings. I believe. Oh. Yeah. Okay. Go I mean that's. Go to bed at eleven and stop using my alarm clock because um no matter how much work I could quote get done, you know, again, I get my work done with this body and this body is um is tired and is tired of being tired. Mm-hmm. You know. Another thing I want to say I was thinking about, I mean it kinda goes without saying since we're talking about self care, you know, eating right and stuff like that. You know, now my wife and I we I mean, I think we do okay. You know, I think we get in a decent amount of vegetables and things like that. We kind of get in our sweets and stuff, too. Yeah, during this um, pandemic, man. Yeah. I I, I can't, but I don't know. I know Sean's always saying I'm hard on myself. um, Yeah, yeah, she is. I don't I I don't I don't want to be I mean, I don't trust me. I don't want to act like we just kind of have it all together. You know, I think people would think that we do. Um, Dude, all they gotta do is look at my midsection and see. <laughs> <laughs> Gosh, but, but don't look at it in about two months because it's gonna be it's gonna be different. I'm working. I'm getting <laughs> doing better. Self care, yeah. self care. Right. Um. But yeah. So um. Where's I going? Where's I going? So yeah. Um. We do okay. I think we get in a decent amount of vegetables and stuff like that. But you know, we could do better. But here's my point, man. You know. One thing I've talked about a whole lot is, you know, good nutrition, making sure that your diet isn't just consisting of just processed junk food and all that. Plain and simple, it's it's destructive to your body, period. You can't live off of that stuff alone. I mean, you can't live off of it. So, but the reason why I'm saying that is because it's like something that I lament. You know, it's like no matter how much I say that, um... People, to be honest, aren't going to really, they're not necessarily going, going to hear me, you know. And um, I mean, I'll even appeal to you who's listening to this podcast, like straight up, like we can't live off of um, off of hamburgers and fries and, and um, you know, all that kind of stuff that you can pick up. I admit I've gone and gotten a, some of those things a lot of times. Um you know, but like, y'all, we have to do, we have to do better. And it's like, it's not just like a, like you said earlier, Veronica, like, uh, you know, yep. In the future I'll do X, Y, Z. Another thing is to keep in mind, it's not just about you losing weight and getting your figure back and all that kind of stuff. It's not about that. It's about your body running well. It's like, those other things are kind of important. And I understand how important they are to us as individuals, aesthetics and and weight, but they're of secondary importance to your overall health. But if you had to use that as a motivation, I mean, if that motivates you. 
Yeah, I agree. But then how much does it motivate us, though? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I know for me, it's like, well, I mean, it's going to be so much work to get there. So who be kidding? Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, I do that. So I don't, I don't know who else does that where you're like, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I want that. I want six pack abs. Yeah, yeah. Then you be like, I don't feel like doing all that work. And then it just take you right back to where you were. Mm-hmm. So yeah. you might be right about that. You know, the thing is, I mean, you can use stuff for motivation. But, you know, one of the biggest motivations to me, man, is just, you know, I mean, to be honest, I just kind of think about people I know who might be around my age who are in poor health or who even have passed away. And I don't know, you know, exactly all the circumstances, of course, um, that folks have been dealing with. But it's just kind of like it makes stuff real for me. It's like, dude, like. You got this body, man. Take care of this thing. Take care of this thing and don't put it off because it's like it's one of the most important things. This is how you interface with the world, with this thing, mm-hmm. with this flesh. So you have to put it first. You know, I think about what's the guy's name? Elon Musk. You know, he's just kind of known for like going extremely hard and getting very, very little sleep and all this kind of stuff. And, um, you know, of course, Tesla is like a really, really profitable country is trading, I think pretty high in the stock market. Oh, company. I was like country. Oh, did I say country? Uh, Oops. Company. Company. Sorry. (laughs) But, um, but dude don't get a lot of sleep and all this kind of stuff. And I'm just like, Lord knows I don't wish it on him, but I'm just kind of like wondering like when he's going to collapse. I was actually reading, um, I had my memory refreshed about, um, the lady, um, Ariana Huffington, who founded the Huffington Post. Mm-hmm. And um, she tells a story about how when she was building that website, she was going to some meeting or something like that. And she was like incredibly busy, incredibly busy. And like one day she just fainted and she fell and hit a, um, her face, hit a desk and she broke her cheekbone. And um, she woke up in a, um, a pool of blood. And she just knew, she knew that she had run herself ragged. She was getting like, what, less than four hours of sleep every night or something? Maybe. I can't remember exactly how much. But from that point on, she's become like a sleep evangelist of of sorts. Mm. And she's really like, I mean, she's real, real big on encouraging people to get good sleep. And so she gets, you know, at least eight hours of sleep a night, you know. And, um, you know, but, but it took for her to, you know, to slam into, to slam into a, uh, into a desk, you know, I ain't trying to, I ain't trying to have to experience that man, but I know that I've been like not getting enough sleep, you know? And, um, but yeah, that's a thing, man. Like the responsibilities, they're going to be there period. You know, it's like the best thing that we can do is make it easier on ourselves, you know, by getting what these bodies really need so that when we face those things, then we'll kind of be at least a little bit more ready, at least a little bit more, a little bit less stressed, a little bit more alert, you know, a little more there, you -hmm. know, with a body that, you know, is regulating itself, a body that's not requiring copious amounts of caffeine and, and other kind of stimulants to kind of keep it going. Because even if that's, if you're stimulating yourself with no sleep underneath or whatever, then, I mean, I, I always feel like you're only tear, tearing your body up anyway, mm-hmm. you know, but these bodies, they, they need some very, very specific things. And it's like, 
we can only go so far so long by just kind of like running on fumes and thinking that we, oh yeah, I'm grinding, man. You know, I'm just busy. I'm just, hey, you know how it is. I'm just busy. You know, like people say, we like to glorify business like it's a good thing. And um, while, we, while we're destroying ourselves and it's just not, it's not good. <laughs> it's yeah, not good. I often um, kind of, um, I don't know, criticize or I won't say criticize, but I'll kind of, I often like, I'll say get on to Sean because he'll be like, you got to do this, you got to do that, you got to do this, you got to do that. And I'll be like, <laughs> well, how am I going to do it? I know what I got to do, but what, what do you have for me to help me to do it? So um, I guess like, <laughs> I mean, I'm not saying, it just made me think about like some things that I think that would help to not only, like we all know what we need to do. We all know it's important, but we still don't do it. And the question is why? And everybody may have their own reasons. So I think the first thing is to think, okay, first, am I, am I taking the best care of my body that I can take? that I can do and if the answer is no then the question is then why why not why am I not taking care of myself and to really like think about what things are getting in the way of you not doing what you need to do for your for your health and um I know one thing for me is um I actually took some time this evening to just like kind of journal and I wrote down like what would be an ideal I, I an ideal day for me from the moment I woke up all the way to when I went to bed. And uh, when I wrote all of that stuff out, it kind of made me think about the different choices and decisions that I make in a day and um, helped me to be more conscious about, you know, are the things I'm doing actually adding to my life in a way that I want or are they taking away from it? So I would say, you know, once you kind of think about why you're not making the decisions that you want to make, then take some time to really reflect and see, okay, what does it look like to actually make the decisions that would feed my health in a good way rather than take away from it? Um, then another thing I think of is to plan plan um, how you're going to make the good decisions. Because like Sean said earlier, we can't live off of hamburgers and fries. But, like, why do we end up eating hamburgers and fries? It's usually because we haven't planned out what we're going to eat for lunch or we hadn't made um, the time to go and get something healthy for lunch. I know that is for me. Like, our kids our kids have eaten Chick-fil-A once a week for since, like, April. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it's because I'll get to a point in the week where I'm just like, I, this is what happens. Every day I work um, with Sean having the kids from like 10 to 12, I get to work uninterrupted. And so I work and I do that. And then he gets ready to go to work. And so he hands the kids to me, but he always like sets them down to watch something so that I can kind of transition from my work. But I'm like still trying to finish stuff up, finish stuff up. So then it's like, it's like one o'clock and it's like, okay, I, um, I got to feed these kids. I ain't got time to cook. Oh, I'm so hungry. I can't think about what to cook. Mm-hmm. We're going to Chick-fil-A. And it's just like, like even the other day, I felt kind of embarrassed because um, my daughter, I just got them packed up. And the oldest said, let me guess. We're going to Chick-fil-A today? <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> I was like, 
<laughs> she said, because we always go to Chick-fil-A about once a week for lunch. And it's just like, you know, you, the kids will say it for you. They'll say it. Mm-hmm. But it's because I didn't plan what are we going to eat. And I didn't make the time between when Sean is leaving me the kids and when I when it's time to feed them. I didn't make the time to, like, get their food together. So, you know, I think that if we really pause like, and just turn autopilot, autopilot off for a bit and pause and think, okay, what are the choices that I need to make to take better care of my body? What is hindering me from making those choices? And then take the time to plan out strategies to combat it. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and, I, and I'll say this too, like, I definitely like, especially when you talk about like sitting and taking time to think about it. Like I, I, I definitely agree with that. I think that kind of makes it more realistic. It kind of reminds me of, um, it kind of makes me think a little bit about the practice of meditation. Right. You know, like it kind of helps you to kind of let that, whatever it is that you, the life change that you want to make, it helps it. I think it helps for um, <clears throat> you to make that change um, become more of a part of you rather than just saying it, you know? Um, but I, I also say, don't make it too complicated. Don't make it too complicated. Cause um, in our day and age, for example, when we talk about self care, you automatically think, you know, health and fitness and all this kind of stuff. Getting your nails done, your hair done. Oh well, yeah, that too. Sitting in the bathtub with some bubble bath. Right. And so what I think about is, um, like I, I think about, um, I guess how complicated the world makes a lot of that stuff. And so, mm-hmm. so then, so the reason why I say that is because you might be somebody you like, yeah, I need to, I need to take better care of myself cause I'm worn out. And because I know that I'm dealing with health problems because I run myself too hard. Um, and I've been, you know, maybe feeling a lot of anxiety and all this kind of stuff. So I need to do something. But then you go and you try to figure out what to do. Um, and then you're just kind of like, well, do I do this program and do, do that program and do, you know, this and that, and, you know. And it just gets too complicated, too complicated. You know, um, I don't know. It's like, like I said, I know with me, I know the main thing for me right now. I mean, I eat pretty decent, but that could improve, you know, definitely could improve some. But the main thing I'm thinking about right now, as far as Sean is concerned, is sleep. And so it's like, you know, especially how I felt. I mean, I had already been thinking, you know, I've been missing too much sleep and missing too much sleep. But like after I started feeling this way this week, I was like, I mean, no, I can't. I have to do something. I I really have to, you know, time to stop talking. And so this has been the thing I've been focusing on. You know, I'm going to bed at 11, you know. And um, just really thinking about that thing. And I guess I need to, I do kind of need to kind of stop and meditate on it a bit because I think a lot of where we fail is because we're like, man, I'm going to do it, man. I'm going to do X, Y, Z. I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. But then we don't even really um count the cost. And we fail within a day or a couple of days. And then we think, oh, well, I, that was the wrong thing to do. Let me try something else. And it was like, no, it wasn't the wrong thing. You just didn't really, you didn't really get yourself ready for it. Right, kind of like if you're going to eat healthier, you're going to have to go to the grocery store. 
Right. It's going to be hard. And you have to plan the meal. It's going to be hard to do like I do and work until until you're absolutely famished. And then you can't think straight. You right. can't think, okay, wh- who got healthy food? It's hard. You're just going to think, what's the first thing that comes to my mind? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So it's like you got to you gotta plan ahead. And um, another thing I would say that I'm going to start doing is a lot of times when I have a health decision to make or a decision to make about what I'm going to do, I say, well, this won't hurt. This little thing ain't going to hurt. But if I kind of flip it and instead of saying, what can I get away with? What can I do that, you know, what only have a minimal impact on my health? Maybe I should make decisions that actually will add to my health. Yeah. Kind of like imagine myself putting a quarter in the piggy bank each time I'm making a decision that's a good decision instead of saying, well, if I eat this extra candy bar, it's not going to make. I mean, what's one candy bar in the span of a lifetime? It's not a big deal. Mm-hmm. But if I say, I'm not going to eat this candy bar. Instead, I'm going to drink a fruit smoothie. That's like, you can be like, yay. I did one good thing toward my health. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm going to try that as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that's good. I think that's good. You know, looking at it from a, a positive standpoint rather than what you can't do or whatever. Because, um, you know, I don't know. It kind of reminds me how, like, back in the day sometimes, you know, you kind of do healthy things for your body and people be like, I can't do that or or... or you know, I don't think it really take all that, you yeah. know, and like, y'all, you know what? Like, yes, it does. So to speak, you know, it's like that's the wrong way for people to look at it. But then it's yeah. like, like, think about it, y'all. It's like. As long as we had that, it don't take all that mindset. We just going to continue to struggle as a whole. We're going to continue to struggle because what that means is we're still kind of prioritizing like just a get by mentality, you know, and like, like our health priority is like very, very low. And we just, I mean, to be honest, just kind of like allowing ourselves to remain in a type of ignorance. Cause the Mm -hmm. truth, the truth is, it's like your, your body needs certain kind of care. And so like to say, it don't take all that. If your, (laughs) if your body could talk to, if if somebody's body could talk to them while they're saying that, Mm -hmm. It probably be like what? What are you talking about? You know, it probably prior. You know. Yeah, I mean, a lot of times people who say that they're not like they don't have six right. pack abs. Right. They're so, not yeah. like um, you know point. running and jumping and and uh, you know just so fit and limber and and just nimble. There a lot of times you know it's people who are overweight and they they complaining about this and that. They taking um you know, still insulin for their diabetes and they taking on, they on high blood pressure medicines. Like, don't tell me what it takes. Mm-hmm. I'm not, mm-hmm. and I'm not criticizing anybody for it. I'm just saying like, people be saying it don't take all that, but they're not in good shape. And right. so it's just like, I can't listen to you because you just want me to be like you. Right. Right. And, and I also think, at the same time, it really does not take all that. We've made it overcomplicated. Well, yeah. Um, yeah. When you think about, um, what's his name? Michael Pollan. Is that his name? Oh, yeah. In Defense of Food. In Defense of Food, he had a book, and it says, eat food, not too much, mostly plants. That's easy. Eat mm-hmm. real stuff. Stuff that don't come in a box or a bag. 
Mostly, uh, right. not too much food, you know, and eat mostly plants. That's easy. Mm-hmm. That's something that it don't take all that. But we think of that stuff as being hard and oppressive. Right. When really it's simple. Right, right. And the thing is, the reason why we think of it so as being hard and oppressive is because we're thinking about what we're going to miss. Mm-hmm. We keep on thinking about what we're going to miss. But it's like, y'all, I mean, and that's the thing about this world that we live in. It's full of temptation. It, you know, we have these natural desires for satiate, you know, food and and for, um, you know, you know, all that kind of stuff that might affect like our bodies and whatnot. We have natural desires, but then the world is full of ways to satisfy those desires in a way that's harmful to our physical bodies. And so like the unfortunate thing is that that stuff is so tempting. The food is so, so salty and it's so sweet or whatever. It's very, very appealing. It's addictive, you know? And, um, and so we always kind of think about pulling ourselves away from it rather than like really understand that we kind of like grabbing, taking health, you know, health that, you know, God has already provided for in this world long, long ago. And this thing's about to cut us off, but, um, but yeah, but yeah, anyway, you know, it's like, we always think about stuff because we think about what we're going to miss, you know, it's like the, um, Israelites leaving Egypt and, you know, they wanted the leeks and the onions and all that kind of stuff, but God was wanting to take them into a land that would be their own, mm-hmm. you know, but they already had plant um, gardens and vineyards planted and everything. Right. So don't, don't think so much about what you're going to miss. Like think about what you're going to gain a body that feels so much better, a body that will be able to cope with difficulties so much more. You know, it's enough for us all to be going through a pandemic, you know, and all this political junk that's going on. It's like, why don't we just determine to face it with healthy, resilient, rested um, bodies, you know, not make it that much harder on ourselves. We're sitting here um, sick and, you know, dragging and all this kind of stuff and, and dealing with anxiety, maybe even depression. And then all this other stuff going on, too. So... Yep. Well, we thank y'all for joining us on this conversation. We hope that it's inspired you to take better care of yourselves. We're going to do our best as well. So make sure you share this episode with someone. Sure, sure, sure. We would love to hear your feedback as well. Have a great rest of the week. Take care. Doing Wholeness is a Back to Basics Health and Wholeness podcast with theme music produced by Life on 